I know I've been continuing to say that Zvonimir Ivasic probably isn't coming to play for Kentucky, but hey, at least he's back on campus and Coach Cal is doing everything he can to get Big Z approved. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on into Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. You can make every moment more, and right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. You can visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we've got an update in the Zvonimir Ivasic saga. He has returned to campus according to multiple reports. Got some comments from Coach Cal from a couple of days ago about how he feels about the situation. Some interesting things that he had to say as well. Also going to talk about an update with Bracketology, Ken Palm, all that good stuff uh, that we take a look at here just about once a week. Kentucky's rising in literally every single major thing that we look at. How should we feel about it as Wildcats fans? We'll talk about it later. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Want to remind everyone out there that we are free and available on all platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, I would really appreciate it. If you subbed to the show, if you're listening on podcast, would appreciate it if you subbed there as well. 6,500 subscribers on YouTube right now, which is absolutely insane. Thank you so much to everybody that has subscribed. So let's go ahead and get into it. Zvonimir Ivasic is back for Kentucky after taking a little bit of a hiatus, going back home for the holidays, staying there through the Illinois State game. He has returned to campus, according to multiple reports, it I believe, if I'm not mistaken, KSR had this first, but it was just kind of a conglomerate of of information that was poured out there at once on social media. Coach Cal had some comments uh, just a couple of days ago about Big Z. Obviously, as we discussed previously, the last time that we talked about Zvonimir Ivasich, him leaving for the holidays, then staying through that Illinois State game. Uh, Cal pointed out the fact that, look, he's been sick for the majority of the time that he's been here. He was injured for a little bit of it. And also, he's lost a significant amount of weight, about 25 pounds, going down from 243, 242 to 219 pounds. He's not eating. He's not sleeping. He's not doing well mentally. And he needs a little bit of time to go back home and rest with his family. And absolutely, completely agree. I feel really, really bad for Big Z because whenever you, uh, whenever you undergo weight loss like that, if that's true in this short amount of time, that's significant. And he, he needs to be taken care of, and he does need... Uh, to be able to take a little bit of a rest. I think the biggest thing to, for me uh, during his time here at Kentucky that I thought was very impressive, uh, he still maintained, and Big Z said this himself in, in a post that he made on social media, uh, that he maintained a 3.25 GPA, which is really impressive for a student coming uh, from from out of the country uh, that the admissions office said could not speak English uh, for, at least that's what we were told. Uh, I'm being sarcastic here, but that's the information that we kind of have on on, on hand. But I, I think that he handled it the best that he could in his first, time, uh, I guess, semester here 
uh, with the Wildcats. Didn't really get a full semester, obviously, because of what was happening with the admissions office and getting him approved and getting him a, a visa to actually come here. Yada, yada, yada. Point being, he got some rest. He was able to go back home, appreciate time with his family over the holidays. I hope you did as well, by the way. And now he's back. And he is going to be participating in team activities. He's going to be player, excuse me, not playing. He's going to be uh, on the sideline uh, during games. I believe he's going to be here for the Florida game this weekend in Gainesville. And Cal had some comments about Big Z recently, and I will read the quotes here for you. He said, how about this? He's dying to get back. He wants to play for this university and these fans in the worst way, Calipari said. He went back and told everybody, I've never been coached this way. I've never been challenged this way. I love the environment, the fans. He just wants to play. So it's very clear that Big Z wants to participate. He wants to play for Kentucky basketball. He wants to be out there with his teammates, and he wants to get this coaching. He wants to be developed here. It's not a situation where he's just going to come, take advantage of the resources, and then depart. He actually wants to be a part of Big Blue Nation and what's going on here. And that really does, I think, help some fans out there who have been pretty skeptical and uh, gun-shy, I guess, because of the way that players in the past have either taken advantage of certain things and then just simply not come to play or have not been given the opportunity to play, utilized the resources, and then left and not really said much else about it. I'm not going to name names. You know who we're talking about. Um, obviously, uh, there's a lot more nuance and information that we don't know about those guys' situations, but... Point being here, there are a lot of Kentucky fans that don't want this to end up being a similar situation that we've seen pass through the program as of late. We want to be able to actually get these kids in and get them to participate and get them to play. And it's not like Big Z is just another forward. It's just another wing. It's just another guy that you can post up. Seven foot three, seven foot two guy that can handle the ball and he loves to shoot threes, and he can knock them down at a pretty efficient clip given his size. He's somebody that would be really fun to watch in this Kentucky offense and I think would blossom because of his really special, unique skill set. And it's interesting whenever you look at a team like Kentucky basketball and you see all this talent up and down their roster, and you see these unique skill sets, and you say, okay, Kentucky's a complete team right now with the, uh, with the players that they have uh, on paper, You've got guards that can do these things. You've got forwards that can do these things. You've got uh, a guy in Aaron Bradshaw that can knock down outside shots, but is really, really uh, interesting to watch in the paint. And then you still have another guy waiting in the wings right now in Big Z that can do all of these extra things that certain guys on this team can't do. And part of it has to do with the fact that you just can't make any of your players seven foot three. There's no magic potion to change that. So it's a valuable piece a valuable piece that is waiting right now to return, and he wants to be here, wants to participate. Coach Cal went on. He said, if he were a pro, he'd be a pro. You can make it like he's a pro. What about this? What about that? What about this? What about the junior that's making a million dollars, and he's in high school and will go to play college basketball? This is common sense stuff. This is why we get into the he say, she say, and we're going to let this kid play and not that kid. That's why I said it in Louisville, the Supreme Court, every court case, common sense, common sense. What Cal is talking about there is the NCAA not 
approving Big Z yet. And the holdup apparently has to do with his amateur status before joining Kentucky, which several media outlets have pointed out, and I believe mine as well, wildcatstoday.com for Sports Illustrated, uh, has also pointed out. It's kind of funny that the NCAA is putting a big stink on Zvonimir's status because he previously played in another country professionally and got compensated for it. And we are in this era of name, image, likeness, supporting the student-athlete, making sure that they can get compensated for actually going to participate and playing uh, in different games across the board for various sports. And the NCAA wants to really stick it to this kid who has been paid to play basketball in another context. So I, 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 it feels a bit ironic. Um, it also is entertaining that Coach Cal acknowledges, hey, these high schoolers, before they even get to college, are getting compensated a ton of money, and they're not college athletes yet. They're getting paid to do this uh, to varying degrees, and you can argue about the amateurism aspect of that or whether, whether or not they are truly amateurs anymore. Um, so uh, whether or not we're going to get a clear answer from the NCAA, uh, guys, we still don't have an answer on that as to whether or not that's going to happen soon or it's going to happen never. Uh, I believe NCAA uh, offices open back up today, uh, January 2nd, 2024. We'll see what happens with Big Z. We'll see if, they are, uh, if they're going to actually try and make an effort to move this process along and give him a yes or no answer because it has been months now and they are, stu- they are hung up on something that feels like they should not be hung up on given the current state of college athletics and high school athletics for that matter. So with all of that being said, what do you think about the situation with Big Z? What do you think about what's going on with Coach Cal trying to push this forward? Big Z wanting to come play? Let me know in the comments below or hit me on the socials at Locked on UK. All right, Kentucky basketball rising in the Kim Palm ratings and bracketology and in the AP Top 25 across the board. They are moving from uh, to varying degrees uh, from, uh, from uh, I think, uh, really, really uh, impressive heights to just kind of slowly moving their way up across these different websites. I want to break all of it down in just a second. Before I do that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there is still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets. Win or lose, the app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live game or live same game parlays. You can find new bets in the new Explore tab on FanDuel. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find uh, popular parlays, and more on top of that. So you need to visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. That is FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. All right, continuing along here on the Tuesday edition of Locked on Kentucky, Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. If you have not subscribed to the channel already, I would really appreciate it if you went ahead and did so. If you're listening on podcast, again, follow us wherever you are tuned in. Got a little bit of congestion still holding me over. Last time that you and I spoke, my voice was just about shot. Uh, Today, 
much better, uh, feeling, mu- uh, feeling much better, and ready to talk about some bracketology from our homeboy, Joe Lenardi. Before I get in it, into this, I just want to point something out. Uh, Jerry Palm, not speaking to him directly here. Jerry Palm, not quite sure what's going on at CBS Sports. They have not updated their bracketology since December 15th. It is January 2nd. I don't know what is happening over these past 18 days. If Jerry Palm has just checked out because it's the holidays or if CBS Sports as a whole is just like, well, bracketology doesn't really matter because it's the first month of the season or the second month of the season. We'll just sit here and act like nobody really cares about it. And we won't really update this until February, heading into March. Not quite sure what's going on there. But it's been 18 days since they've updated their bracketology, and they still have Kentucky at an eight seed, which is hilarious. But ESPN, Joe Lenardi, somebody that we have also clowned on at various points on this podcast, continues to update his bracketology, uh, and we are very thankful for it. If you look right now at the uh, ESPN bracketology, I think the first thing I want to talk about is the fact that there are still nine SEC teams projected to get into the field of 68. The Big Ten uh, at eight teams. SEC has the most right now projected to get into the field. And then something else that I find interesting, the ACC currently has four, only four teams. A bit of a fall from grace uh, for the ACC over these past two years. The Mountain West right now is projected to get more into the field, and I think that has more to do with the net rankings and different things right now. Computer models just kind of leaning towards some of these different schools uh, here towards the beginning of the season because you've gotten some good non-con wins or, or what have you. But the Kentucky Wildcats, as we have discussed over these past two times, I think we've talked about bracketology. They moved from a five seed to a four seed. Uh, and then they, we've talked about them as five. We've talked about them as a four. And I checked it today, and they updated it today. Joe Lenardi now has Kentucky as a three seed in, the, in his bracketology. Similar teams that you may want to look at here, North Carolina, BYU, Illinois, all also on that seed line. At that four seed line that Kentucky was previously, Memphis, Wisconsin, Duke, Florida, Atlantic. Uh, who lost, I believe, to Florida Gulf Coast uh, after beating Arizona uh, just a week or so ago. Up and down team, uh, like, I, like I've continued to say about Florida Atlantic. I think they're good. I think they're top 15, top 12 good, but they're not top five good. Um, they're too inconsistent. Uh, I, I love them. I think some of their players are great. I enjoy watching them. I don't have anything against them. Um, but relative to some of these other powerhouses in college basketball this season, a little too inconsistent. Um, still can hang with the best of the best in the nation. The, your one seeds here, UConn, Kansas, Houston, Purdue, Tennessee, Arizona, Clemson, and Marquette as the two seeds. You'll note there, uh, Tennessee uh, is the big one here that's coming up for the Wildcats in a few weeks. That will be really big in determining, I think, where Kentucky will fall in the postseason. If they do have a good year in the SEC, they need to knock off some of these big-time teams. I think Alabama is also some that, some. Uh, body that you need to look at here uh, currently as a six seed Auburn as a five seed Ole Miss in the field 
as an eight seed. A um, lot of SEC teams uh, getting in here in that middle seed line. We'll keep an eye on it here as SEC play continues uh, to roll on starting this weekend. Uh, it's going to be really fun to see how the Wildcats take on the Florida Gators. By the way, if we want to shift our focus here to Ken Palm, Kentucky rising to a three seed. They've risen now to number 18 in the Ken Palm ratings. Their defense is all the way down to 53rd in the nation, but they're like within the hundreds, like within like the 130s to 100s nationally and just about every single defensive statistic. And so it's like, it's not even bad. Like none of their statistics are bad outside of their non-steal turnover percentage. They're not forcing a lot of non-steal turnovers, which I don't think a lot of like phenomenal teams are. I may be wrong on that. I mean, I can just go and check Houston. And they're obviously, they're, they're one of the best teams in the country to finish uh, defensively. But I don't think like it's, it's needed to be like a crazy elite team on both ends of the floor. Um, Kentucky doesn't force a lot of non-steal turnovers themselves. Like, like they don't create a lot either. Top 10 in block percentage. Um, so I, my, my, my point being here, the defense is like, okay, it can get better. I think it will get better. I think you'll see more low-scoring games as the SEC slate goes on. I think Kentucky will be fine. Their offense, on the other hand, top 10 now at number 7. Top 8 in field, effective field goal percentage, top 4 in turnover percentage, top 3 in 3-point three percentage. Uh, Kentucky's offense very efficient, very fast. Kentucky now uh, knocking on the door of the top 25 is one of the tallest teams in the country in terms of average height per player in the rotation. Kentucky's got height, they've got speed, they've got athleticism, and they will take it into Gainesville, and this is what I was going to say a little bit ago, but it got carried away. Ken Palm now projects Kentucky to win that game against Florida. The, uh, the rating system has gone back and forth on whether or not the Wildcats beat the Gators in Gainesville to open up SEC play, and it's hovered somewhere around like 84, 83, 85, 84. It's now up to 86, 85 in favor of Kentucky, a 52% chance to win that game. Obviously, it's essentially a 50-50. It's a toss-up. Most computer, uh, I think, uh, models right now project that pretty much across the board. I think Torvik uh, agrees with that stance as well. It's going to be a fun, competitive game that I'm really looking forward to. I wish I was going to. Um, but now it is shifted in the favor of UK on, uh, on Ken Palm. So Kentucky, now a top 18 team. Defense slid a little after that game against Illinois State, but the offense, top seven. Now, Kentucky on the rise in bracketology, in the Kim Palm ratings, and then also in the AP poll. The Kentucky Wildcats now move up to number six in the AP poll, two spots. I believe Arizona dropped to number 10 uh, in, the, in the AP poll. Tennessee still uh, inside the top five at number five. I've seen a lot of people complain uh, about the fact that Tennessee should not be ranked that high. I don't think they should either. But unfortunately... I think we may be living in a world where Kentucky is going to be battling around that top 10, top five with UT because both of them are going to win a significant amount of their conference games. Hopefully, knock on wood, Kentucky does that. But Tennessee, I think it's going to, they're going to win some SEC games. And so therefore, they're still going to be ranked pretty high, I think, for the majority of the season. I hope I'm wrong on that. I really do. Um, I, I, I'd like to be wrong on that. Um, but you're, you're looking at uh, probably the second best or the best team in the SEC right now in Tennessee. 
Alabama's going to have a great shot to kind of rebound here and, and, and improve their record. They're already back at 8-5. and five. Um, So we'll see what happens. Kentucky rising in the AP poll. The Bracketology uh, released from ESPN and then the Ken Palm ratings. Really excited to see what happens in Gainesville this weekend. We're going to have a preview episode on Friday. It's going to be a big-time episode. I cannot wait to break down the Gators and what they do. Make sure you are subscribed to the show so you do not miss that. And I think it's going to do it today for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore. And you can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, leave them in the YouTube comments below. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And God bless.